Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia. All right, so if you missed the last show, I had an incredible interview with Laura Jane, the Rotarian, and uh, she's an incredible person. She's what a, It was so pleasant to just sit down and, and talk with her and, and understand more about raw food. And I... I, I uh, I always check out her her recipes when I'm trying raw food because they always pop up at the top. So I thought I'd have her on, check that interview out. This interview is another great one with Jana Bai. She's the owner of Rawvolution, and I bumped into her while I was visiting Santa Monica um, in California there, and, and she's such a pleasant person to be around, and she's she's super busy, and she offered her time to come and, and share um, her information on uh, raising children in more of a, I don't know, holistic, natural, and raw food, vegan way. So we talked about herbal tea and, and first foods and just just teaching your kids how to eat healthier because I think that's a, a topic that comes up a lot. So uh, I'm certain you're going to enjoy that uh, interview. So thank you for being here and stay right there. We got all that coming up. Uh- this is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. We have another guest. You heard all about her in the intro. As you guys know, I like to get straight to the content. So first of all, I want to welcome Jan and Bai to the show. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Drew. It's my pleasure. So uh, Jan and we actually went on a little vacation to one of my favorite spots in California. And this happened to be in Santa Monica. And we bumped in. We were looking for some raw food, healthier options instead of those toxic... <laughs> Fast, fast food restaurants and we bumped into you and your magical shop so thank you for creating such an incredible experience for us and your customers to be around thank you it, it's really really a joy and a passion of mine to serve healthy food to great people so one of the reasons i you know i approached you i actually asked because it was it was i don't always ask for the manager or the owner i uh i asked because i, I just it was just an incredible experience like there were people hanging around and just enjoying the atmosphere and i was like well who created this so someone one of your um, employees pointed you out and then you came over to, to the table and and you talked to us and you recommended other raw food places and it was just an incredible experience because most owners probably aren't in their shop. They don't give you the time of day and they don't certainly know come over to the table or recommend other establishments. So are you always that personal? Does that have to, I can only guess that has something to do with the success of your company and being there since 2005. Oh, that's so sweet. You know, I, I, was, I, wish, I wish I could always be. We serve about 250 people a day (laughs) and I try I wish I could be there for every single meal because I think you know being in the restaurant industry like that's you got to have a passion for people and and sharing your food with them and to me like the best moment is when someone is like biting into the food and I can tell they're really enjoying it like that's sort of my payoff for for what what a hard job like being in the food world is and so I love to connect with people and, and share. And I really do. Like, I'm so proud of, of our community here on the west side of Los Angeles, how many raw, vegan, organic options we have available. And I, I truly believe that that a rising tide lifts all boats and that, you know, this is the time where people are seeking healthy food. The world, I, world actually has finally caught up to, to what we've been doing for quite a while. And I, I think the more 
the more people know about, the more options they have, you know, it's just going to be, it's, it's really great. And I want to make sure, like, for you, like, you're visiting, and I want to make sure you really see the best of what we have to offer. So I always recommend places to other people. And I, and I think other people in the community do the same, actually. I always use fitness as a, because that's my background, and it's not... <laughs> To be honest with you, it's not the warmest. It's a, it's, it's a highly competitive and not the warmest industry. Yeah. Is raw food yeah. more a warmer kind of industry or not so much? You know, it it really, I think it really is. A lot of us, a lot of us who have businesses started together in the last the last couple of decades. So most of the people who are running businesses. We when we were serving food side by side at booths at the farmers market for years, and and I know the fitness community here too. I'm I sort of go between. I'm a Gold Gem member and down in Venice and. Um, it's, it's a nice, LA is such a big and diverse city that we have all of these populations between the fitness population, the healthy eating population and, and the yoga community that really like interweave. And so our restaurant is lucky to be sort of at the apex of, we attract people from all of those demographics. And, and so I'm blessed to get to know people in, in all of those areas. And we don't just have raw foodists in for sure. That's although that is a, a tight-knit group, we, we try to really attract people from all over and bridge the gap by just making food really tasty. So people don't even, you know, they're like, oh, this is really raw, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a smoothie there and it was, it was fabulous. Um, so I want to get into our topic and that's going to be more so toddler health. And yeah. especially, well, the area I'm in, I know, uh, well, my clientele is mainly women and where the area I'm in is a lot of moms, young moms. And uh, I always talk about healthy food and then a lot of questions come in about feeding your children. And that's not something I have experience in. And this is the first time someone offered to give information on it. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to, to talk about this subject. So you have two toddlers. Congratulations. Thank you, twin boys. And uh, <laughs> it's got to be a full-time job if it's not it already. Just cooking for them is like a thing. <laughs> Thank goodness I do have a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start off with the main question that everyone asks. How do you get your kids to eat healthy food? That it's, It really is the main question. And I've been watching parents for years come into the restaurant. So I had plenty of time to watch what works and what doesn't work and and uh, be asked. Um, the, uh, the, the most important thing is start early. Like, it's much harder to go backwards. And I, I mean, I think parents know that in general, that once the cat's out of the bag on something, you're in that world. And so taking, taking kind of a strong stance in the very beginning is essential because, yes, they are going to go to school. Yes, they are going to go to birthday parties. And they are going to be exposed to lots and lots of things. But before they're five, we as parents have a lot of control over those things. And those are the most essential years. Those are the ones that are really the ones that lay the foundation for their health, for their immune system. So the first thing is that, you know, first thing is genetic, but once they're born, you can't change that. The next thing is really their early years and how they eat. So, you know, if they decide to become a rebel when they're a teenager and they want to eat pizza every day, not as really important as what they eat three meals a day at home before five years old. And so letting go of that thing, you know, where we think, well, I can't, I'm not going to be able to do this their whole life. You know, there will be birthday cakes. Yeah, and, and so I would think it's important not to be, as they get older, get be neurotic about it because, of course, we don't want to raise kids who are afraid of food. But if you lay the template early, they'll understand later. And, and many of the kids raised with healthy food, they rebel a little bit when they get to school, but then they come back because they notice they don't feel so good or, you know, all of their friends are getting, you know, t- stomach issues or acne or whatever. So what, if you lay the groundwork and... Now, 
the best things for for me, my approach has been a combination of raw foods, whole cooked foods, and superfoods. I really believe that a vegan and raw diet is excellent for for people, you know, over twenty five, especially people who've lived um, a standard standard Western diet. Need need a cleansing diet, and raw food is incredibly cleansing, and it's great. Um, it's not necessarily a tonifying build-up diet designed to provide the amount of calories that, that a toddler needs. And, of course, every kid is different, so you do have to teach to the kid that you have. And I, I have two growing boys that are just wild, wild eaters. And so I found, you know, I, I started their first foods. Um, my husband, Matt, who's a chef, and I went back and forth on it, and we were stuck between avocado and and coconut, and their first food was he won. Their first food was coconut, <laughs> um, and and that was it. And they we waited until they were seven months old. There's a lot of people traditionally start babies at six months old on solid food. I have read that their digestive absorption is increased by about thirty percent of nutrients if you wait until seven months. So for, I know it's fun to get them on food immediately, and they're excited about it, but. The longer you wait, the, you know, there is some studies that show the less you know, propensity they have towards food allergies because their digestive tract has to really seal. Otherwise, the proteins can slip through and start to cause immune system reactions. So the longer you wait, generally, it's a little bit better with solid gluten. You know, my suggestion would be that seven-month mark. And then it's just a slow, it's a slow process of introducing, introducing monofoods that are interesting starting to introduce spices, starting to introduce fermented foods. We started, when they were babies, we actually would dip our finger in the, in the juice from the sauerkraut and then just give them a little lick of sauerkraut juice as their probiotic instead of giving them an actual probiotic supplement. That's awesome. Just getting them. Yeah, I know, right? Like their, their first food really was probably sauerkraut juice. And so now at two and a half, they're crazy about sauerkraut. Wow. Just one of their favorite foods on the planet. Like they'll sauerkraut. <laughs> and I've been able to use that as the basis. So it's been sort of a long range vision. I use that as the basis to build in salads. So first they were eating sauerkraut and then, well, they like avocados. So then it became sauerkraut, avocados. And then I started saying the word salad, even though it didn't really have any greens in it. I'd say, oh, it's time for your, your salad. And then I would introduce microgreens that are really small and I'd chop them very fine because a lot of things for toddlers is, you know, they're trying as survivalists, you know, who have, you know, our species is, is we're opportunists, we're survivalists, and we want to get the most nutrition density for the least amount of work. So they don't really, kids don't love chewing on raw kale. They just don't. <laughs> and it's not, it's not because they're not into healthy eating. It's just, it's a, you know, to a survivalist, which we are, that doesn't really make a lot of sense at that age. You know, as we get older, we can see the benefits and we don't mind working with our food slower, but they're trying to trying to cram it all in. So chopping microgreens really fine into something they already like, you know, micro basil, broccoli sprouts. We did a lot of sprouts. They're fun. And that became a great finger food. I know a lot of people said, well, what are you going to give them to learn for their dexterity, for their fingers to pick up? Let's give them some puffs rice or puffs this. And I gave them sprouts. You know, I gave them sprouted lentils and sprouted spreaded mung beans and that's and that's what they learn to pick up um and always with healthy doses of, of raw fats so everything in my house came with with a helping of coconut oil or olive oil or avocado oil um really really i focused a lot on good fats and proteins and getting them started very early on juices i got them into 
to green juices very early and people walk by all the time and they're like, oh, what are they drinking? And I say green juice and they go, oh, green juice with apple, right? A little apple juice. And I say, no, no, no. They've actually never, I never put apple in their green juice. They've never had it. Like their green juice is kale, cucumber, celery, maybe sometimes with ginger. And because there wasn't any need to. So there's sometimes I think with parents this tendency to dumb down the food. Mm-hmm. to think that their palate needs something sweeter or more bland. And that's actually not the case. That's building a sweet, bland palate. You know, children all over the world eat spicy, strong, pungent, bitter food. And so I really try to treat them with that respect. And I would in- I'd introduce ginger at very early age into almost everything. And as soon as they could, they'd go, Mommy, spicy. And I'd make a face and I'd go, Yeah, spicy, so good. <laughs> and so now they go, Ah. Oh, I see. It's really <laughs> great. You know, so I just showed them, like, and we talk about food and, and anything new. I'd say, oh, it's adventure time. Taste adventure time, you know? And they they get really excited. And we started, you know, so first if it was coconut, then it was, like, coconut and cinnamon. You know, that was their first spice. And then the avocado became avocado spirulina. So their favorite food for the longest time was just spirulina and avocado blended together. I mean, that could, any time of day they could eat three or four avocados just like that with spirulina. And so we've managed to just start with those things, get those core things in, and then expand them out. So now they have spirulina smoothies every morning. They love chlorella tablets. We do chlorella tablets every day. Like as a, our first, their first food of the day is little chlorella tablets, 15, 20 tablets. Um, and they like green drinks, you know. It's really easy to get a simple green powder from, from the store, you know, that comes with like a multi veggie fruit blend and, and just add it to water and they're very happy with that and again no need to add sweetener like sometimes even I'll have this impulse like oh I should at least put stevia in it but they don't notice they really as long as you don't start with that there's no need to do it. Do have to take a quick break, but when I come back, I want to talk about, you know, I, I love what, you, what you're saying there. Like for me, it just makes sense to give them the options at a younger age. But I want to ask you what happens a little bit later in life, if you have any experience or knowledge around that in case parents haven't started them off on that. So stay with us on the line, Jan and Bai, and stay with us listeners. We'll be right back with uh, Jan and Bai on Exploring Mind and Body. Exploring mind and body with True Forms, True Tadia would not be possible without the help from the following sponsors. AG Foods in Didsbury, Health Street in the Cornerstone Shopping Center Olds, and Shoppers Drug Mart, working together to help build a healthier tomorrow. For more information on True Form Life, True Tadia, or to find out how you can become a sponsor, visit exploringmindandbody.com. All right, welcome back to Exploring Mind and Body. Today we're talking about toddler health. And Janabai already has given us uh, some invaluable information. She's the owner of Revolution in Santa Monica, California. And I talked earlier that I had the pleasure of, of meeting with her and experiencing her shop and her food. And it's incredible. So I asked her to come on the show. And here she is. So Janabai, one of the questions I get... Well, first of all, I always say, give your child two choices. I said, give... like. We want choices. Grown-ups want choices. Adults want choices. So if you give them two healthy choices, usually they're going to pick one. That's my philosophy. They rarely, mm-hmm. they rarely starve themselves. So we talk, you talked about starting your children off at a young age. A lot of the parents that I work with, they, they say, well, what do you do after? Like, what do you do after maybe they haven't started on a healthy? Or a lot of the time I say, they say, well, my children just won't eat that. Um, can you address that question? Sure. Yeah. 
you know, we see this a lot. One of the number one things I see in the restaurant is I see parents bringing kids in to, to give them some, you know, more exciting, quote-unquote, healthy options. But it's always one of the biggest biggest mistakes I feel like they make is they'll say, I'll, I'll try to engage with the kid and say, okay, we have this. Well, what do you like? Do you like, you know, broccoli or what's your, what's your favorite vegetable, you know? Because every, every kid likes some vegetable. And so it's engaging on what it is they like and then trying to build something that they're going to enjoy based on that is a great start. But then often what I'll hear the parents say is, oh, well, that's probably too healthy for him. Uh, he's not going to like that. Or he doesn't eat onions. And they're already sort of, they're so invested in what's not going to work, even though they're trying to create options. So allowing the child to be different in different situations so in different in social situations, realizing that we can all make different choices, as you as you pointed out, when when given the opportunity. So trying to allow them to be different as they grow, because I mean, I can remember when I thought ketchup was too spicy as a kid, but my parents kept introducing me to Mexican food over and over and over. And now, you know, I'm eating ghost peppers with anybody. And so allowing children the opportunity to change their minds without without being attached to, to the results is, is key because they are going to. They want to grow up. They feel peer pressures like all of us. And especially in social situations, they're more likely to adapt. And so starting finding things that do attract them or finding versions of what it is they do like and making making the healthiest choice in that. So if, if they're going to have pancakes, you know, there's no reason not to make buckwheat pancakes. There's no reason if, you, if you're into it not to make sprouted buckwheat pancakes. You know, there are there is always a way to find where they're at and then give it one step up. And then engaging them if they're old enough and, and they should be at that point. And how, well, how do, how do you feel? You ate a bunch of pizza last night at your friend's house? Oh, how are you feeling this morning? Are you feeling kind of groggy? You don't feel like you did your best at soccer practice today? Like asking them to, like, review and trying to give them the tools so that they can make responsible decisions. And, you know, they aren't. You know, they're not going to starve. It's it's very true. And so having things in the home that are easy and accessible for them, often like if you go, a parent goes into their pantry and they look at what is at the eye level of your child. What is it they're going to see the most often when they walk into the kitchen? And putting the healthy snacks available on that shelf, putting them on the coffee table, just a big bowl of fruit and nuts, um, and making that the easiest thing for them to do when they're hungry and running in and grabbing and making anything else more complicated is step number one. That's like, what we're going to go when we're hungry, we're going to eat what's available, all of us. And so being prepared and being ready for those hungry kids is, is definitely a good start. And, and, and engaging with other parents who have similar health food choices, if, if that's what you want to do. Because just like us, our, our kids are going to be, they're going to be the summation of the people they hang out with. Um, and, and hosting events for kids at your house. Like I, I do all the food for our preschool because I want to make sure that it's all organic. Oh and goodness. so the best way I can do that is, you know, I'll, I'll be responsible. <laughs> so it's taking a little more initiative there. But if they're eating at your house, you know what they're eating. Yeah, yeah. that's a great tip. That and it's so simple that you don't think about it. Like I haven't thought about it. So, so many parents say that. Well, when I go to our parent, our friend's house, or or your uh, or their kid's birthday party, you can offer to host. Of course, it's more work, but I would imagine that your children children's health is worth it. That's that's exactly it. We made we made sprouted buckwheat pancakes the other day, and we had a, a four year old visiting, and I put spirulina in them, so they're green pancakes. 
And I always make the joke about, you know, green eggs and ham or something like that. We have green pancakes here. And the kids said, green pancakes? I've never seen green pancakes. And I said, yeah, we call them dragon cakes. Dragon cakes, that's awesome. And, and, the, and my children are like, dragon cakes, you want them? And then, of course, she ate them. You know, who's going to say no to a dragon pancake? Like, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. So it's just about reframing stuff, making green, like, make green everything. I mean, because there's so many kids, as they get older, like, green is just this thing they don't see. And so it becomes synonymous with healthy, which becomes synonymous with stuff your parents want you to eat that you don't want to eat. So introducing green as much as possible, making green tasty, even if it means, if you know, in terms of older children, if it means, you know, well, kale smoothie with lots of bananas, that's fine. You know, slowly you take out less and less bananas. You know, you make it a little more green. But getting them used to being comfortable with some sort of green thing, a daily green smoothie, that's, you know, that's what they need to have before they have their cereal, whatever it is, or, or sprouting, you know, sprouting your your grains. There's there's always, a, like, what's the next level of what we're doing for ourselves and our kids? And they're going to eat. The truth is, too, is we always have to point the lens at ourselves. Kids are going to eat what we eat. They're going to eat what we put in our grocery basket, and they're going to eat what they watch. Mm-hmm. And so we have huge amounts of control, and it allows us to sort of review our own choices and, and make better ones for 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 not just our sake, but for them. Yeah, we we need to set an example, right? Like they're going to follow our lead. Someone asked me that the other day and I said, well, it starts off with you, you I say supplementing or nutritionizing your body properly with quality foods and setting an example for your children because if they're watching you eat one thing and you give them something else, it's not going to work out so well. Exactly. Okay, Jenna, but let's take one more commercial break and uh, stay right there, listeners. We're talking all about children or toddlers' health. So stay right there. We'll be right back on Exploring Mind and Body. Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia, brought to you in part by DNALifeCoaching.com. You know what to do in order to reach your goals. You just don't do it yourself. Why are your dreams and wishes always waiting on the back burner? Don't just be, be your best. Contact Natalie today at DNALifeCoaching.com. All right, welcome back to Exploring Mind and Body. We're talking with Jana Bai, who's the owner of Revolution uh, down there in Southern California, in beautiful Santa Monica. And uh, we're talking all about toddler health. So we've already went over a number of different topics of, I get this question a lot, so it, it's perfect for me. Now I can send people a link. So thanks for all the information, Jana Bai. I want to end this last segment off with talking about herbal tea because... I haven't even thought about giving children herbal tea personally. So can we go over that subject uh, right away? Of course, of course. I I had this sense early on that I, I love tea. I think tea is amazing. It's socially amazing. It's medicinally amazing. There's so much value to, to having a great stock tea cabinet. So early on, once once I started introducing water into, into my baby's diet, I also started introducing herbal teas. I'd just take a baby bottle a tea bag in the bottle with water and close it up and just you know let it brew at its own temp and let them nurse on that and teas that were great um chamomile lavender mint ginger you know for relaxation calming sleeping digestion um just getting them used to the variety of flavors and that tea in the morning was a great idea so then what happens is when they got a cold it was very easy to give them you know cold formula tea and when when they had a tummy ache, it was like, so because they were already introduced to tea as a concept and to enjoying it, it allowed them to, you know, it allowed me to use it medicinally. And then at that point, oh, and then I can slip in if I want to put in a little bit of golden seal tincture or a little bit of, 
you know, this and that, and based on how they're feeling, I, I have a great delivery system for that. And for them to, you know, it gets them excited about liquids because you want to keep keeping toddlers with enough protein and enough hydration is pretty much the key to health. And so that really, really is good. It's soothing at night. It helps us set a nice nighttime routine, which is all about relaxing them at night and getting them prepared for bed. So night, you know, nighttime is bedtime story and hot tea. And that's just, and it's just how it is. And now they have herbal coffee in the morning <laughs> because they're used to, to mom has a herbal coffee. I drink this dandelion tea. That's just amazing. And they, they love it. And so, and you know, it's kind of strong, but they're so into it. And again, they do what they see me doing. So, you know, anything that I want to introduce, I just start doing in front of them and I wait until they ask for some instead of trying to get into a fight and insist that that's what we're going to do. Um, but the, yeah, the herbal tea has been brilliant as, as especially as a delivery system for, you know, needed tinctures and things like that. When they're not well, it's just so easy. Yeah, that's incredible. Like these are just some tips that, you know, I would drink herbal tea, but I wouldn't think of offering or recommending a, a child, especially for all the like little health benefits. Like I'm into tea a little bit. I'd like to get into it more, but can't comprehend right now all the all the benefits in life and in, you know, in, in someone's health that your children would have by simply getting the getting the influence and knowledge at, at such a young age. It's, it's amazing, Jenna. But, um, and that's really great. And they'll love to, you can have them do their own, like throw a couple goji berries in their in their sippy cup and let it sit and uh, show them oh you're making your own goji tea or let's pick some mint from the garden and you know we'll make our own tea it's engaging them in it too and letting them see like the process i mean we sit in front of the, the blender we'll put the blender down on the floor and i'll get all the things together and they'll dump everything into the into the blender themselves so really engaging them hands-on into making the stuff too letting them do it and making the game out of it like you said earlier all right, Janabai, thank you so much for your time. I, I, I know you, you have to get going. You're, I mean, you have so much going on. You have your restaurant and a mother and a wife. My gosh. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. But thank you for taking the time to spend with us and share some of uh, your knowledge on this subject. It was, it was absolutely my pleasure. Thank you, Drew. It really was my pleasure. I really want to get this information out because especially build, I mean, the best way to build a better tomorrow is to build healthy kids. So just before we go, a quick shout out to our sponsor, Complete Truth Protein. Um, this is a whole food raw bacon supplement. You can bake with it as a gluten-free flour or you can throw it in your smoothie shake. You can even create little raw creations. And uh, it's a it's a fantastic superfood combination of quinoa, hemp hearts, maca, and stevia. So uh, we have two different flavors, two different kinds. And if you want to check that out, you can visit completetruthprotein.com slash shop. Any two-pound bag is 15% off. All you have to do is enter the code word EMB for exploring mind and body. So check that, that out. It's a fantastic way to get, to get nutrients into your body. Um, and just to wrap things up, I just got back from uh, uh, emceeing the Avena Originals Health Conference, and it was called the Revitalized Conference. They have it every year, and it was an absolute pleasure to be there and be a part of what they do. So um, I can't thank Janaba enough for coming on. Uh, if you guys are, if you ever in LA, you, if you're in the area, you're visiting, you have to check out her shop. It, it was incredible to be around such pleasant people and in the environment and the energy in there was it was amazing. So check that out. Thanks to Janabai for coming on and, and sharing some of her time with us. And that's it. 
Uh, well, let me thank Jameson real quick. Thanks, thanks Jay, for your uh, edits and, and your uh, help with the show and moving it forward. So uh, that's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com. Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia would not be possible without the help of GDK Gravel and Sand. GDK Gravel and Sand, now offering all products in half and one yard bags. Give them a call today for more information. 1-877-335-2091.